Hey, hi, and welcome to Party of One's podcast. I'm Rachel. And I'm Lori. And today we are going to be talking about unrequited love. Very serious topic. Yeah. Although, and we'll get into this, does does what we're talking about even qualify as unrequited love? Um... And we'll we'll just you know we'll we'll figure it out we'll tease it all out by the end mm-hmm. and share the, th- the things we've learned along the way. The For road sure. to love is a bumpy one. It is bumpy. And uh, we'll we'll share all of our uh, trips and stumbles along that path with you, in hopes that you'll learn from us and and yeah we're don't gonna, repeat the same mistakes. Yeah, and we'll tr- we'll try and find some humor in it. We don't know if it'll actually be funny, but. We like to, we follow a very strict laugh or cry philosophy mm-hmm. um, in our lives. And uh, so we're hoping to find some things to laugh about uh, in times where we, we would probably want to cry. So we hope you enjoy. Okay, so with our theme of unrequited love, we thought it would be helpful to start with a definition. So, as one does in the year 2019, I googled it, mm-hmm. and this is what I found. Unrequited love, or one-sided love, is love that is not openly reciprocated or understood as such by the beloved. The beloved may not be aware of the admirer's deep and strong romantic affection, or may consciously reject it. So, in other terms, somebody loves somebody, and that somebody did not love them back. Nope. Or doesn't even know. Doesn't even know. Um, but I feel like generally in, uh, like things that are one-sided, even if the other person did know, it wouldn't change the dynamic. No, I agree. Because I've heard of instances where someone has confessed their love for the other and that person's like, I'm sorry, I just... Oh, yeah. See, I'm very against that. Don't feel that way. And I don't think I should be. I think I should be more open to things like that. But I think that you take those things to the grave. I do, too. (laughs) Which is maybe why I haven't had any success in that department because I'm just like, no, you don't say anything. (laughs) No. In fact, my daughter recently told me she had a crush on a guy at school. And I was like, you didn't tell him, did you? (laughs) Don't you take it to the grave. You don't tell She's like, no, mom, I didn't tell him. I'm like, I just, just don't tell him. Like, don't, don't make a big deal of it. Don't, don't freak him out about it. Just keep it to yourself. I know, but I do wonder if that like fear of whatever that is to like keep it so inside has like kept me from experiencing things or have, has kept me from just being able to get over things more easily. It's yeah. like made it more casual. Yes. And there, or like, I think about back to like high school times. Like if I had a crush on a guy, like I never told anybody I had a crush on them. Yeah. And there was actually one that um, I'm still friends with and we had talked and he was like, you know, I had such a crush on you in high school. I'm like, are you kidding me? <gasps> like, I just like... <laughs> Bam! Like I was like, like, why wouldn't you? Like, why would well, you? I think, but like, then, why wouldn't you say something? Okay. But then I wasn't. I wasn't say anything. I wasn't say anything. And you know that time has come and gone. Like he's right. married, has kids. I've got my kids. Right. You know, I've been married, and he doesn't even live here. He lives so far away. Right. And but yet it's kind of like, oh my gosh, had yeah. I opened my mouth, yeah, maybe things would have turned out differently. But I also think it's usually only in like books or TV where it's like somebody finds out that the other person has been harboring like feelings for them and then that makes them realize like oh i actually do have feelings for that person yeah. but i think in real life it just doesn't work no that way. in fact i think 
90% of the time it will make the other, the person who is getting the affection right. will think, oh, it, it becomes awkward. Right. Well, and that's the thing too. Like, I think there are very few relationships or like friendships that could withstand that one-sidedness without it changing some aspect of the dynamic. Yeah, and I think, too, that if someone did say that they loved another person and that other person didn't return those feelings but continued the relationship as is, yeah. that is hurtful to the other person. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Look at um in Twilight. <laughs> I mean, she dragged poor Twilight reference. She dragged poor Jacob along for a long time. Oh yeah, long time. She knew how he felt, and she still dragged him along. Yeah, that was shady. I, I didn't like that. No, no. Or Jacob. Well, I also don't really like Jacob. He kind of creeps me out. And the fact that a child imprints, or he imprints on a child, and then like waits for the child yeah. to grow up. It's, it's a wolfy thing. Ugh, I still think it's a grossy thing. There were a lot of things that we could question about those books, but That's true. It's, it's true. But the unrequited love is there. That's it's a yeah, yeah. it's a part of it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um all right. Well, in in talking about this, you know, we want to share our kind of uh just like experiences with one-sided love or unrequited love. Um and Laura, you can go first. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, I I will go first. That's fine. I think mine might be shorter because it was a shorter amount of time. I mean, mine was condensed. Yeah. So I have to backtrack several years mm-hmm. back um, about nine years ago. I lived in New York City. I was working in New York City schools. Yes. And um, I was married. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had a really great teacher friend and he and I were just friends. There wasn't anything there. I felt nothing for him at the time. Mm -hmm. He, I just loved being around him. Like he was super funny. And I worked in a building with generally combative people. I mean, a bunch of New Yorkers in a very small space, (laughs) Um, and that was just kind of the culture of it. It wasn't like weird that people acted rude or anything like that. Yeah. It was just what it was. And he was not that way. And he was like my island in yes. the sea of negativity. Yes. And we had lunch together every day. We went down to the deli. We'd pick up our sandwiches. Like it got to the point where like he knew my order. He'd go pick it up or whatever. And we would celebrate each other, you know, like I would get invited to birthday parties with him. He'd come to parties for me. He knew my husband, like every, you know, we were just very close friends. And then um, I moved away several, several years later and we still kind of stayed in touch a little bit, Uh but over time I had another kid and all that kind of stuff. And um, we ended up not really talking very often. Well, then when I was going through my divorce, I was thinking about, you know, one of the hardest things to think about is like, well, okay, who are you going to tell? Who are you not going to tell? Who are you, what are you going to say? Right. And I decided that he was one of the people that I wanted to tell and say, hey, listen, I just want to let you know, right. you know, I'm getting a divorce. And it was actually my cousin who told me, hey, you should tell that guy that you used to work with that you're getting a divorce. And I was like, oh, I, I hadn't really thought about it. Yeah. 
So I sent him a message and I was like, I, hey, I just want to check and see how you were. Here's what's been going on in my life. And I told him about my divorce. And he wrote back this really quick, hey, I'm really sorry, you know, that that happened. And, you know, you can talk to me anytime, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And then I didn't hear from him again. Yeah. And it was probably a year and a half. I never heard from him once. Right. And I just kind of discounted it like, oh, okay, I told him I got a divorce and he disappeared. And like, yeah. I thought maybe, I, I don't even know. Yeah. I, I, so nothing happens. A year and a half goes by and he is featured in a newspaper article. And one of my former students who also knew him sent me a message saying, hey, did you know that he was in this article and it was for a restaurant or whatever? And he, um, it talked about, he actually quit teaching uh-huh. and became like a, I don't, um, like a social networking advertiser. Oh. I don't really know. Okay. Exactly. So, and it was this big to do that he had quit teaching and, you know, and I had no idea right. what was going on. And I wrote back and I was like, well, I haven't talked to him in a long time, you know, whatever. Yeah. And he, this was all like on Facebook, like the public could see. And he was also friends with this student. Yeah. And so he saw that I had commented and he called me to see how I was doing. And I was really kind of in shock that he called. I hadn't talked to him in so long. We talked for a while like 20 minutes or so and got caught up and he said you know he just didn't want to teach anymore and he went back to um you know doing this you know doing what he had done before he was teaching and all that kind of stuff and we kind of started talking again after that and we would talk you know maybe like once a couple every other week or so or text or anything like that and he would say like no i've really missed talking to you and you Uh know we just kind of got caught up well it came to be summer. Yeah. Um, my ex was taking my kids away for a weekend right. to go somewhere. And I had this weekend with nothing to do. And I just thought it was so, like, what was I? I yeah. didn't know what to do with myself. And he sends me a text about he was really depressed because he used to work at a place that he didn't work anymore. Um, and he was sad and there was something going on and... Then we started talking about, oh, where would we rather be? And, like, came up with a few other cities. He's like, well, I don't have any money to go to those. And I said, well, I said, I have nothing going on at my house this weekend. You're welcome to come. And, (laughs) you know, he bought the flight. So it was a Thursday evening. Yeah. He bought the flight. He was coming in the next day. And at this point, if you could rate your, like, level of soldness on this whole thing like where would you put yourself um were you like convinced something did you even want something to happen did you really did you know that you really liked him like where um, were you on all that i know that i had really enjoyed talking to him over the last you know several months yeah, and something so getting like to know back and being back thing. and i was really excited but i was also super nervous because yeah. I, I mean, my anxiety was through the roof because I didn't expect anything to happen. I didn't expect us to be more than friends. Right. But I suddenly had this thing like, 
holy crap, there is a man coming to stay at my house. He booked, um, he came in Friday and he left Monday. So Saturday night, Sunday night, Friday night, three nights. Yeah. He was staying at my house. Nobody else was here. Right. Three nights. Right. And I am going, oh my God, a man is coming to my house. Yeah. I'm like running circles around my house. I'm trying to clean everything I possibly can. Yeah. I am just like totally freaking out. Yeah. I called my cousin who had originally told me to talk to him and I told her that he was coming and she freaked out and then she (laughs) ramped it up more like, oh my gosh, this was meant to be like, he was like your best friend when you were married and now he's coming and you just so happened to have the same weekend free. He needed to go somewhere and it just so happened to find a cheap flight. And then to top it off, his favorite baseball team was in town. He loved the Mets like and it, yeah. everything just fell into place and she just blew this whole thing up. And I'm going, ah. oh, my God. oh, my God, oh, my God, and panicked. I was very excited. Yeah. Well, anyway, he came into town that Friday evening. I had, of course, like done all the makeup, everything. So I was all worked up at this point. Well, yeah. And we spent the weekend and he I think the reason why I fell for him so fast is he treated me like a queen. Yeah. He we he cooked me dinner. We went grocery shopping together. He pushed the cart around. We were laughing at the different things. We just like bummed around the grocery store. Yeah. He bought us tickets to go to a baseball game. We drove up to Detroit to go to a game together. We you know, we went out to dinner. We had breakfast together in the morning. Yeah, we, and it was all like easy. It was like, so you didn't easy. Feel, like, like stressed about it or like, oh, this is so awkward. I don't want to do. No, like, we played yeah. board games. We watched TV. Like we were together. We were inseparable for three days, and it was like we went on like eight dates in yeah. three days. Yeah, we got to the point where he was making me breakfast. Yeah. You know, and like, and then like we jumped to well, another level. If you've listened to the not so special Valentine's Day special, you'll learn that a man making you breakfast doesn't automatically mean doesn't what you automatically think it, does. it does not. <laughs> um, you know, he did all of. He had my phone at one point, and he was programming his favorite Pandora stations in my phone. Oh my gosh, he's making you a mixtape. He had me hold his phone. When he didn't have pockets, like he told me his code on his phone, like we, he took me out for ice cream. Yeah. All of these things that happened and like, he wouldn't let me lift a finger. He did everything. Yeah. And he was great with like, I have four pets at my house (laughs) and he didn't think it was awkward at all. He loved everybody and we just laughed and had a great time and The first night, I was like, okay, well, nothing's going to happen. It's fine. The second night, by the time the day had gone by, we had had such a good day. We had been up in Detroit all day long, and we came home, and I was panicked. Well, and your brain is probably thinking, like, what is all this, like, like, leading to? Or, like, what does this mean? I thought for sure there was going to be something. Like, he was going to kiss me or something. And then I'm panicking more because I didn't 
know if I wanted it to go anywhere else. I didn't right. know if he expected it to yeah. go anywhere else. And you're still like kind of confused about what it even what means it is or, and why yeah. is he here? And then and then my mind because I am constantly thinking about the future. I'm like planning. Yeah. Like okay, what if something does happen? How are we going to have right. a relationship? We live and so I, far apart. And yeah. this whole thing built up in my mind. And we get to the day he's supposed to leave. And I had like one of the best weekends of my life and absolutely nothing happened. There was zero kissing, zero hand-holding, zero of anything else. Yes. And I had to drive him back to the airport and I dropped him off. And at this time, at this point, I was head over heels. Done. Sold. Yeah. And I dropped him off and he gave me this huge hug and he went to go inside and he turned around and he kind of waved to me and I waved. And all I kept thinking was, wait until you get in the car to cry. Wait Aww. until you get in the car to cry. And I got in my car and all it was an hour and a half drive from the airport. I cried the entire Aww. drive. Yeah. The entire drive. I cried more about him than I did about my divorce. Yeah. And well, it was probably like a release of a lot of things, though. It was like the anticipation of what it would be, being nervous that it would be weird or awkward, but then it was a really good time and not knowing what things were. You know, like it's all compounded. It's all know? compounded and the stress levels. And I have not seen him since. Yeah. We did talk for a while. We talked almost daily. Yeah. And then it went to weekly. Mm-hmm. And then it went to every couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. And now it's to the point where it's like he will text me like once a month or once every other month. Didn't you say too that he would like habitually tell you things like, I just can't find anyone to date or like blah, blah, blah. And you're just like, hello. I sat right there. Or like he would just say things. You know, I asked him one time, why didn't you ever get married? And he's like, well, it's not that easy. I've never found anyone who was interested in me in that way. I'm like right there. Yeah. And then, and, um, for a while, I contemplated telling him how I felt. Yeah. But at the time, I couldn't deal with the alternative of have it being awkward and him never talking to me again. Right. And now I'm at the point where I don't, you know, it's been two years. Yeah. Um, and I don't initiate conversations with him. Right. I don't text him. Everything is very, like just nothing like the conversation is just yeah there's nothing it's everything's on the surface and i have even gone far enough to change his name in my phone <laughs> i think this is genius actually. and when this is a hack if you're trying to get over hack. someone who you have one-sided feelings about this is a hack and i've changed so if he texts me it comes up do not call ever with all in caps, do not call ever. Because I can't tell you how many times I've gone to call him or text him about something that I've seen that I know he would appreciate. And I look at my phone yes. and I go, oh, yeah. I don't want to get like, sucked back Lori in. of the past has reminded me that yeah. this is not okay. I don't want to get sucked back And in. I feel like he breadcrumbed me for a long time. Yes. And now it's to the point where if he does contact me, like it's annoying. Yeah, well, because you're to the point where you don't want to be involved anymore. No, no, I just like, don't ever want to speak to him. It's not fun, like, to just be, like, led on. No, I mean, I cried so many tears over that and man. it's also confusing because it was, like, I feel like in you're talking about this, too, like, we were, when we would, like, try and figure this out, it would always be, like, well, what does he want? Like, that was always the yeah. overarching question of, like, 
what does he want? And then, like, to think about, like, he knows who you are. He knows things about your life. He knows that you're a mom. You have two kids. You have a full-time career. Like, you don't have time to just, like, F around and, like, hope that something pans out. Exactly. So knowing those things and still making the choices that he's making, it's just, like, what do you, what do you think is going to happen here? Right. And there were times where he would say things to me, like, in our phone conversations after we had seen each other I would just be so confused yeah because he like one time I called him he got a new client or something like that and he had sent me a text telling me he was super excited and I called him on the phone Mm -hmm. and he happened to be at a football party and he answered his phone there's all this noise in the background and I said well what are you doing and he's like well I'm at a football party I said you just texted me He's like, well, yeah, I wanted to share my news for you. And I'm like, well, if you're at a party, you don't have to, like, talk to me right now. He was like, no, you are so important to me. You, I will always answer the phone when yeah. you call. Which, like, I always you do will answer. I told you I'm always here to talk to you. I will always answer. And I just sat there after the Confusing. conversation going, what does that, what is that? Right. And so after, like, literally exhausting my brain for months... Yeah. Trying to figure out what it was. I just, that's when I changed his name and I just said, I need to move away from this because it became like this toxic infatuation for me. Yeah. Where you kept getting sucked back in. Right. Yeah. And I have not seen him since that weekend he left. Yeah. I never well, have. Well, I think that's the thing too. It's like, you know, it's easy to say things like, well, I wish I would have like, if I would have said something, would it have been different? Or if I would have, you know, been brave enough to, to break that barrier and like to you know to be brave and say how I really feel or like be totally honest but like I think it's like it's clear now like in hindsight that like he is who he he is like that wasn't going to change that like he would still be flighty he would still be like not settled down right there's a there's a reason other than like he just can't find anybody who's interested that he hasn't like settled down and been right like committed so yeah yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, that's all right. And I just, I always would think about, like, I was so happy before he came along. And then I spent, like, eight or nine months being miserable yeah. afterwards. And it wasn't until I finally woke up and I was like, you know what? I need to go back yeah. to being in that happy place. It took a long time. Yes. But, you know, yeah. I finally got there, you know, the, but the grieving process was tough. It's real. It was real. And it was just a lot. And when he would say these special little things to me, and I'd be just back right at the beginning again. And yeah. any progress I made, we always would say, like, I kept swimming back to the boat. Oh, back yeah. to the boat. Oh, here's our great metaphor for unrequited love. And we'll get to this, too, in when I kind of tell my piece. But um, there's a scene in Moana, Disney classic, Moana, yeah. uh, where I think it's the rocks character yeah is it? yeah he's trying to jump off a boat and swim away uh but the ocean wants him to be on the boat so every time he jumps off and tries no no he, he gets... takes moana and like dumps her off the boat but the ocean keeps putting her back on. oh her. yeah okay yeah so she's getting dumped off the boat and then the ocean keeps putting her right back on the boat yeah so she gets thrown out into sea and then she just gets whoo, pushed out to the boat and we we felt like in the things we were experiencing that we would decide like, okay, fine, we're like done with this. I don't want to feel this way anymore. I'm going to jump off the boat, start swimming away. And every time something would happen where it would be like, shoom, right back, back on the boat. On the boat. Um, and yeah, we would even like end stories with like, yeah, so now I'm back on the boat, back like the boat. I'm back where I started. Um, but eventually like that cycle just gets old and yeah. you're ready to. I'm on the beach now. I can't even see the boat anymore. It's all gone. Yeah. I'm on land. Yeah. 
Yeah. That's good. It feels good to be there. It does feel good to be on land. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. Um, yeah, my story is similar in some ways. Um, one of the things, um, and we'll talk about this article more, um, coming up, but there's this article called The Ugly Truth About Getting Over Someone You Didn't Date. Um, and in that article, one of the things it talks about is how it's, it gets really complicated because it's hard to remember the starting point for a lot of these things. And it's just like, all of a sudden it's a thing that like was, Mm -hmm. and then you like, and then you remember the ending and like the getting over it is Mm -hmm. like the part that sticks with you, but it's hard to remember like it all becomes blurry. Right. And for me, that's really true. Like I have a really difficult time remembering like the start of this person like being around or being meaningful to me or like having any feelings toward him at all and then I just remember like I I feel like I like woke up one day and I was like oh crap like I'm in really deep yeah and like and then just like the battling like within that and then the ending like I remember clearly because it was painful so it's like you know it's seared in my brain um but there's this guy who I knew through uh, church and um, at first I didn't like we had been like acquaintances like I had known who he was but I didn't really like know him like really well um, and I didn't f- think anything about him or feel anything toward him um, yeah. he was just like another guy um, and then like as I was because I was in a new church and then as I was there, like, longer, um, I started to kind of get to know him more, or we were, like, paired up for a lot of things um, often, um, and I really felt like he, like, really made an effort to, like, get to know me, or, like, to include me in things, mm-hmm. or to, um, and that was nice, but then I still, like, didn't really, like, feel anything, Um and then along some somewhere along the way, I like really, really, really liked him. And I was just like, I just felt like, oh, this is like what I've been waiting for. Because mm-hmm. I like, I didn't really date, I didn't date anyone in college. I was just like focused. I didn't really want to. And then by the time I like finally felt like, oh, maybe I should like found someone to like partner yeah. off with at this time. Like, oh, we're done. Like, it's time to graduate and get a job. Hmm. Um, so I felt like I had done like a lot of waiting and I, I'm, I'm, I'm still this way. I'm like pretty pragmatic. Like I don't want to waste my time. Right. So I've always felt like if I was going to pursue something like that, like I want to be like pretty sure that it's like not a waste of time. But I think that's also made me like pretty cautious and like, not very like bold or brave in ways that maybe would benefit me. Um, so I did a lot of waiting and I don't regret doing that waiting, but I think I became too good of a waiter, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, so I felt like he was like what I was waiting for. Like, Oh, this is like, he's really nice. He works to include me. Like we get along really well. We have similar personalities. Um, he made me laugh and like so all these indicators were like small along the way and then eventually I was just like oh I actually really like you um and I was not convinced like I don't think that like when I would think about it it was just like I was waiting for something to happen and I just didn't want to be the one who like 
pursued that, if that right. makes sense. Like, I was waiting for him to say something. Right. And I was, like, pretty convinced that he would at some point. Like, Yeah, he made that very, I mean... There were just many things. There were so many signs. That I was like, oh, he likes me. Like, this is what happens when someone likes you. Like, like, there were times where, like, we would be paired up for something and, like, he would, like, he was just silly where he would, like, create, like, our, like, what our relationship name would be. He shipped your names. Like, Benifer. A la Ben Affleck and Jennifer Lopez. He shipped your names. That's a sure sign. Um, which seemed like, who does that? Like, yeah. boys who aren't interested in other girls aren't going around, like, combining their names yeah. and being like, this is a thing, and we should be known by this, and blah, blah, blah. And just, like, stuff like that would happen a lot. And um, it was also to the point where, like, my friends, like, would come to me and be like, when did you and so-and-so start dating? And I'd be like, oh, we're not dating. And she'd be like, oh, I, th- I thought you were. Mm-hmm. And that happened, like, several times yep. from several other people. So, again, it wasn't just that, like, I thought this was going to yeah. happen. Like, a lot of people thought this was going to happen. Um, and then it ended up where, like, I had set kind of, like, a deadline in my head for, like, when I would say something mm-hmm. if nothing had happened at that point because I was getting, like, pretty miserable. And I was just like, okay, well, like, why isn't anything being said? Like, I don't – I'm confused. I would feel like I felt just a lot of confusion yeah. during this time, which you heard a lot about my I confusion. Did. I was just like, none of this makes sense to me. It didn't make sense to me either, to be fair. Nothing made sense Well, and that made me feel better, thing. too, because it was hard to figure out, like, am I just confused because I'm very bad at this, or am I confused because this is confusing? There were so many signs. I mean, it was just crazy. Yeah. So, um I had set, like, this deadline in my brain for, like, when I would say something or when I would do something. Um, and But before that happened, uh, he ended up going far away for um, school because yeah. he was finishing up school. Um, and that, to me, felt really final in a way. Like, now looking back, I feel like it was, like, there was, like, somewhere in my spirit that knew, like, that that was the end. Like, it didn't have to be, and there were, like, a thousand things that could have worked out or panned out after that decision, but for me, it was just, like, somebody who likes somebody or who wants to be committed to somebody doesn't decide to just, like, go that far away. No. And, because I wasn't going far, like, I had a job here, I was established, like, I wasn't going anywhere. You know, like, so... For me, when that happened, I just thought it was sad how flippantly he was like oh i'm I'm leaving like there wasn't yeah it it he the way he like he spent all this time making you feel special yeah and then when he decided he was leaving he treated you like he would oh yeah a random like like, acquaintance like no nobody there was no special conversation or right yeah, I even think when he told me about it, it was just, like, randomly, like, offhand at, like, this event with, like, a bunch of other people there. Right, and I remember your shock. Like, Yeah, I felt shocked. What is happening? Yeah, 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 I felt shocked. Because also then that, like, intervened with, like, what I had already kind of set for myself. Mm-hmm. Looking back, I feel like this was just, like, the Lord being, like, you need to kind of quicken the process of, like, getting over right him or like getting over this because like my deadline was still like pretty far out from like when he was leaving and stuff like that so and then it was like the decision of like well do I tell him what I think or how I feel before he leaves or like 
and then that felt weird too because like he still had a lot of mutual friends and like he would be back at some point and I didn't want that to be weird and and then I thought like I felt like the right decision was like don't say anything and then just like see how these next several months go with him far away and if he's in contact with you or if he's like really making an effort to still like be friends or whatever then you can decide after that like I felt pretty good with that decision Um, and, but even like before he went, he was like, I'm going to stay in touch with you. Like, I, I will at least like text you or call you every week, blah, blah, blah. And I kept saying things like, you don't have to do that. Like you, like you can go do your own thing. Like, yeah. And it was still like, no, I'm going to blah, blah, blah. Um, so then he left and then sure enough, like a month and a half later, it like came up on, I like logged into my Facebook one day and it was on there that he was in a relationship with somebody that he had met when he was away. Yep. Um, and that was a bad day. That was really bad. That was that. That's my driving back from the airport crying. Crying the moment. entire time. Um, yeah. I was at school, and I literally just had like a moment where I was like, "Oh, I'm just gonna look at Facebook and like waste some time." And then I just felt like. I felt like in the cartoons when, like, an anvil gets dropped on someone. Mm-hmm. Like, that's how I felt. It was, like, immediate, like, pit in my stomach. Like, again, I felt like there was somewhere in my, like, spirit that, like, knew this was what was going to happen and, like, knew that, like, that decision was final in a lot of ways in, like, what was going to happen. But then, like, to have this next step, I feel like, again, it was just, like, no, really, like, it's not going to happen. And I just, like, walked over to my door. I closed my door. I turned off my lights so nobody knew that I was there. And I just went back to my table, put my head down, and cried for, like, 20 minutes. And then I was just like, okay, and I got to get on with my day. Like, I have other things to do. So I, like, went to the bathroom, splashed some water on my face, and, like, went on with my day. But it was it was bad. It was probably, like, the saddest that I've been in a long time. Oh, yeah. I mean, if I had to rank, like, the top five sad days of my life, that was one of the days yeah. when I said goodbye. Because also, like, part of me knew, like, had because nothing happened that weekend, like, if it wasn't... Yeah. Why didn't it happen? It's not going to happen now. Yeah. And I feel like at that moment, it was equal parts. Like, I was sad that it hadn't panned out. But I was more sad that it wasn't what I thought I had been waiting for, if that makes sense. Like, I don't even know that I was sad about him at that point. Because at at that point, I was just like, I don't know. I don't think this is going to be a thing. He is who he is. Like, he doesn't seem to be, like, making any effort to... Right have this be different like I don't want to just wait here forever hoping that something's gonna happen so I was already thinking all those things but the the like the finality of that made me just like think like okay so this is over Mm -hmm. and this is not what I thought it was gonna be and yeah it was just really sad and it was a it was a sad way to end it and I was really sad um for a long time after that but I also just like and this is what we can talk about, too, um, with this article and, like, getting over someone you didn't actually date. Like, there were a lot of things that I needed to, like, learn about myself mm-hmm. that I wouldn't have been able to learn otherwise. Right. Like, I needed a situation like that to teach myself things about the way I think about people I may be in relationships with um, or 
um, just like what I think about relationships in general or like how afraid I was to make a mistake or to do something that I shouldn't, shouldn't do Mm -hmm. or say something that I shouldn't say or like, um, and I don't think I could have learned those things another way. So like good comes from it, but at the time, like super painful. Well, and I always say to you the same thing is that you loved the person that you hoped he was. Yeah. Not the person he turned out he to turned be. Out. Yeah. Yeah. You know, there's, there's, you, you loved the person that he showed you. He didn't show you everything. Right. Yeah. Yes. All right. So to kind of wrap up, um, uh, why don't we give our, like, one, like, nugget of advice or tip that really stuck out to us from this article um i think the thing for me in the article that it it helped me to like i always felt like so stupid Uh because of how i felt like yeah how could I feel this way? And for me, it was over such a short period of time. Yeah. How could I fall so deeply yeah. in such a short period of time? And I always just felt so stupid about it. Like, you yeah. know, this, this isn't, this isn't me. I'm stronger than this or uh-huh. I'm better than this and how I felt that way. And then the amount of time it took me to get over him versus how long he was actually in my life yeah. was so different. And I, what I liked about the article is it made me feel like I wasn't stupid. Like yeah. these feelings were real. Yeah. They're real feelings that I had and I need to take the time to get over those feelings and that relationship as if it had been a relationship. Right. Because even though it wasn't, Right, but for you, it for felt, me, it was. Yeah, it felt real. It felt real. Yeah, yeah. Just like the like, it's valid to feel this way. Right. It's okay to feel this way. Telling yourself that you shouldn't feel that way isn't going to get you any further. Right. right. I was embarrassed. Is. Yeah. That that happened. Right. Yeah, I think that's really good. Yeah. Um, the one thing that stuck out to me from this article, um, was just kind of. Uh, one of her points was that um, that you weren't in the situation because you didn't have a reason to be. And I think that, like, and that, like, the other person, like, plays a role in, like, where you're at also. Mm-hmm. Like, and she says that, like, there may be times where they notice that, like, you're pulling away or that you're being different but that you can't allow your that to like suck you back in. Mm-hmm. And I feel like there were a lot of times where I was sucked back in or I had like decided something and then something would happen and I would think like, okay, well it's different this time or like maybe this is okay or like, and when it wasn't or I should have just been like, no, I'm done, mm-hmm. you know, but I wasn't crazy. There was a reason that I was at the place yep. where I was at, you know, I, I didn't, I didn't manufacture this in my No, head. and he sent you so many signals. It was just ridiculous. Yeah. It, yeah. And that made me feel better because I think like it's easy to be harsh on yourself and to be like, well, I'm just stupid or I'm just making this into something that it's not. But that's also like not helpful and like getting over it. And it's not helpful in like moving on to the next, like to what's next right. f- for you. Um, yeah. So again, this article is called um, The Ugly Truth About Getting Over Someone You Didn't Date. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and it's very good. It's from the thoughtcatalog.com. So if you want to give it a give it a read if you're trying to get over someone um, and you you need some you need somebody to help kind of organize your thoughts about that, it's a it's a good place to start. Mm-hmm. Um, and also if you're trying to get over someone, we thought we'd end with um some songs to help you along the way yeah uh, it's a little bit a little music therapy uh with yeah. some of our go-to getting over people songs. getting over people songs yeah um do you have do you have one to start with well when i was looking up songs because of course i can't think of any songs known Zombies. to man when it's time <laughs> when i need to think of a song when i was looking it up the one that I liked the best was Stronger by Kelly Clarkson. Yes. It's peppy. You yes. can dance to it. It makes you happy. You're yes. like, yes, I'm powerful. I am over it. I made it through this. I'm stronger now than I was before. <laughs> that I like that. Plus, I love Cl- Kelly Clarkson. So that one, I that one, I was like, yes, I agree. I have a whole angsty playlist. An angsty playlist. Oh yeah, that I. <laughs> Listened to very frequently during this time of uh, just trying to move on and get over people. Um, So my number one pick for uh, songs to get over people is uh, Like We Never Loved It All, Faith Hill and Tim McGraw. Oh, yeah. And it's very much like you see this other person and like you're heartbroken and you can't understand like that they like aren't feeling anything. Yeah. Like... In my case, the other person wasn't feeling anything and did not know anything, but it doesn't matter. You can still sing along and you will be soothed by the, mm-hmm. the theme of you're moving on. It was important to you at one point and now it's no longer important to you. Yep. Um, so that's my other. Do you have another one? Um, I do have one more. So as much as like stronger makes me feel happier and better about myself there is one that in general if i want to feel bad about myself or have a good cry yeah um and i can sing along to it as a ballad yes it's called gravity by sarah borellis oh yes and she talks about she's being hold she's being held down by chains that aren't actually there yep and oh my gosh it's this whole breakup song and she's still feeling for this other person so when i want to feel powerful like i'm over it it's like kelly clarkson's stronger but if i want to cry yep and feel real bad about it i go right to gravity every time yep um my last one is also a, a really feel bad about it song. Um, it's uh, Miranda Lambert's Tin Man. Oh, that one makes me so sad. Which is, it is, Miranda Ooh. Lambert, like, I feel the sad that she feels. Oh, like, my god! Like, it is, when she sings about sad things, I'm like, I know, girl, I'm there, too. Like, I remember I when that song too. came out. It was yes, so, I, the first was, time I heard it, I'm like, this is so sad. Oh, yeah, I, like, watched her on TV in, like, full-blown tears. Like, oh, oh, this is really sad. So sad. Didn't know I was going to cry watching the CMAs. Oh, my um, gosh. But it's, it's really, it's, it's a good one, too. It's about how... Uh, she's talking to the Tin Man and she's telling him that he's lucky because he doesn't, he doesn't have, have a, heart a heart to break um, that she would like to be more like that yeah. uh, because it's painful and uh, I, I, I go that way too I would just rather yeah. not um, but yeah so that's our stories with unrequited love if you too have a story of one sided love um, or unrequited love that didn't pan out um, you know, let us know. We'd love to hear from you. Yeah. Um, you can contact us um, via email at party of one's, 
podcast at gmail.com or you can tweet at us um, or DM us on Twitter at party of ones that's at party the number one s and um, yeah we just love to hear from you and we we're sorry we that you're going through this and we are both here to say that we're out on the other side and we're better for it's it it's gonna be okay you're not alone and we're sorry this wasn't as funny as some of our other episodes that's sad we'll be funny next time we promise we'll be funny stay tuned <laughs> <laughs> alright okay, bye bye